Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. It's always an interesting statement to hear as we begin Lent on Ash Wednesday when this reading is appointed for us that we heard a few minutes ago. Jesus makes that statement in the Sermon on the Mount, and it's convicting to us, and it's a warning about trying to live a life before others so that you would be seen by them and that they would be impressed with your righteousness. Seek this, and there's no reward. There's condemnation. Trying to practice your righteousness to seek the approval of others, or only when it can be seen, is hypocritical. As it looks for blessing not from God, who is the true source of righteousness, but finds treasure in the vanity of the world and things that perish. And Jesus goes on further to make this point when he says, Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who it sees in secret will reward you. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly say, I say to you, they have received their reward. Now notice closely, Jesus never says not to do those things. Those things in and of themselves are good things. He says, when you give to the needy, when you pray, when you fast, you will do those things. You should do those things. But what he's doing is he's showing you that they direct you outside of yourself and away from the deadly sin, pride. Jesus teaches you what your life is to be and where your heart is is as you describe these real things as he describes these real things in the world and the spirit by which you do them and that gets to what this day is in the church here ash wednesday and starting lent is a call to humility it's a call for us to humble ourselves before god who searches and knows hearts who judges with a righteous judgment he calls us to examine our lives according to his word and exposes us that our hearts have not served the Lord, our neighbor perfectly and completely. We've sought the approval of men or we've had ulterior motives when we have done these things which are good and commanded by God. Or we have neglected. Whatever the case, these things, we have indeed have sinned. We've sinned against the Lord even as we are sinful from the time of our conception. And these actions manifest themselves as the fruits of that original sin. 
And to make that point further, as we always begin Lent, you have that vivid image that you're told, what God said to Adam, remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. So the minute you want to try to brag about something in yourself is the minute that God smacks us in the face and says, in yourself you don't have a thing to brag about. Dust doesn't brag. It gets closer and closer to the grave. So ash adorns our head as we see this all around us. And ash is all throughout the Old Testament, especially a sign of shame, a sign of guilt, a sign of repentance. So it's a wake-up call for all of us to listen to God who says to us tonight what the prophet Joel wrote. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not, and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. So return. Repent. Go back to the Lord. So when our hearts are not repentant, our treasure is not found in, in Jesus. That treasure is a false righteousness. If sin does what it wants, the Holy Spirit and faith are not present. The logical conclusion of a hypocrite who boasts in oneself, all the while refusing to repent, has no place in the kingdom of God. St. John says in 1 John, No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, and he cannot keep on sinning. And yet it is also true when St. John says, If we have, say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Divine Service setting 1, we say that. So that's that danger as Christians that we hear. We're called to see what our Lord says, not only this night, but each and every day. So look outside of yourself. Don't delight in your sin. Humble yourself. Return to the Lord. Heed the voice of Jesus who said, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus teaches you this, even as he himself shows himself to be your treasure, whose life is truly righteous, whose death atoned for your sin, and who has risen from the grave, proclaiming to you that on account of him, you are righteous before the throne of God. That's what you have as you are baptized and are a new creation, a new man in Christ. And so to repent is to confess your sin, to trust solely in Christ for your forgiveness and deliverance. And both the introit and the gradual tonight, these words from Psalm 57 were sung. Were sung. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for in you my soul takes refuge. He will sin from heaven and save me. He will put to shame him who tramples on me. So without Christ, we are lost forever. But you see, though God in his mercy has come down from heaven and has saved you, your Lord shows you, you man of dust, mercy. He takes those filthy rags of sin upon himself and suffers on the cross for what you deserve. So rather than boasting in your sin, rather than boasting in your own righteousness that you may concoct, the Lord is the one in which we boast. The one who did endure the shame, the ridicule, the crucifixion, as he took your sin on himself 
and in return gives you a real and lasting righteousness, a treasure without compare. So each Lent, God calls you to remember all of this and to examine your life as you gather to hear his word and look toward the cross of Golgotha on Good Friday and the empty tomb on Easter Sunday. He calls you to remember what you already have in the waters of your baptism. He warns you about the danger you walk in this world from your own sinful flesh, the devil, and the fallen world around you. But let it not be said of you that your treasure is in the things of this world, which are here today and gone tomorrow. Nor let it be said of you that you boast in those things which God clearly calls sin and you to turn away from lest you perish. So we gather tonight as Christians. Christians, repent. And we return to the Lord our God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. With renewed vigor, then, hear this all tonight and cling to Jesus, that second Adam, the man who does not see corruption and goes down into the dust, but instead redeems you by his blood. Know with confidence that your sin has been put away and you have new life in Christ that seeks him and his righteousness. Know that you are baptized and God's name is placed upon you as he has claimed you as his own. Those ashes are in the sign of a cross for a reason. So now, even though you are a man of dust, and to dust you shall return, you are an heir of eternal life. So even if your body does return to the dust before the Lord returns again, that is, it goes to death, your body and your body decays, your Lord is the one who doesn't despise what he has made, but shows you mercy. You see in your future the Lord raising your body up, no longer as men of dust, but men as immortality and incorruption, even as Jesus is raised in the first fruits of them that sleep. That's all that's yours, and the treasure that you have in your Lord Jesus and what he has done for you. A real, lasting righteousness, and it confesses this to the world around you. And your reward is the reward due Jesus, the reward he gives you on account of his righteous life. He is your treasure, and where your treasure is, there your heart will be also.